Another school, another date. Tim invited me to an amusement park. We had a lot of fun, riding the Ferris wheel, eating cotton candy. I enjoyed every second of it. The faces of clowns and acrobats, people laughing, maybe just for a moment, but it made me forget that I'm not like everyone else, that there's something horrible living inside of me that can hurt people. We went into the room of distorting mirrors, a fitting place for tragedy. As we walked along the mirrors, our faces and bodies became freakishly distorted. Look, your head looks like an alien, I said to Tim, making faces at my reflection. He laughed and moved on. Tim took my hand. I didn't think anything of it because I was careful to wear gloves. It looked weird, but I explained to him that my hands were always freezing. I had thought of everything except that the glove might come off. I felt Tim's sweaty palm. I quickly yanked my hand away and jumped back in horror. Tim was 16, like me. But now that we were out in the more lit part of the hall, he looked 30. Tim, seeing my frightened expression, asked, What's wrong? I just silently pointed the boy to the only real mirror in the room. He looked at his reflection and shouted in horror, What's wrong with me? Why did I grow old? And without waiting for an answer to his question, ran away screaming. I, as always, was left alone. Hi, my name is Rosamond, and I have been haunted by a curse since I was a child. If I touch a person, they begin to age. After the incident with Tim, my father and I had to leave our home and go to another town. There were two reasons we decided to move. My curse and Dad's new job. He was a journalist, and he moved from city to city all the time. He wrote articles on social issues, and if any newspaper needed a specialist in that field, my father was invited. As he entered another town, he liked to say, We're finally home. He was a complete optimist. I sighed heavily, and I didn't say anything back. New school was a torture. Just when you meet someone, bam, it's time for you to leave. When things were going badly, it was a relief. But when I made friends, it was a real torture. At first, you text and call each other, but at some point, you just lose touch. And then you're alone, God knows where, and your dad is not home all day. But the next town wasn't so bad. Quiet, cozy, the kind of town you usually find in horror movies. Probably somewhere under the bridge lives a monster that kidnaps children at night. The school is okay, too, except everyone's obsessed with soccer, and I had no interest in soccer, which meant less friends. As usual, I was absorbed in my studies. I read textbooks and tried to keep up, because I was always behind, I had to spend a lot of energy trying to catch up with the rest of the class. After another humiliating introduction to the whole class, I went to the school cafeteria. I bought myself a coffee and sat quietly in the corner, looking at everyone around me, even if only for a short while. That's where Audrey found me. Hi, are you Rosamond? Yes, I answered, a little nervous that someone knew me. I'm Audrey. I'm supposed to give you the tour. 
Oh, that's right. They told me something like that in administration, but I completely forgot. Are you wearing gloves? Yeah, my hands are freezing. That phrase came out of my mouth automatically. Oh, okay. Let's go. You're not the only new student, by the way. So I'll give you and Fred the tour. Fred? Yeah, I think you have algebra and English together. And how does she know? That's when Fred came up to us. He seemed as surprised as I was. Another newcomer. It's weird. I was used to always being alone, but now there are two of us. Hi, the guy said. Fred. Hi, Rosamond. That's a pretty name. Oh, thank you. Okay, Audrey interjected. Now, follow me. Audrey, like a real tour guide, took us through the halls of the school and explained where everything was. From the look on Fred's face, I could tell it was as boring and familiar to him as it was to me. After 10 minutes, we got rid of Audrey. Once we were on our own, we wandered around the new school. It turned out that Fred and I had more in common than I thought. He moved all the time, too. He lives with his father, too. His mother, like mine, died when he was three. He didn't remember her very well. I'm used to disposable friends. Yeah, me too. You hang out, you go out together, and then you go in different directions. I don't even unpack my suitcase. What for? So you can pack it again? <laughs> we laugh, surprised to find someone like ourselves. Would you like to go out this weekend? Yes, we could. But where? My experience tells me that in every town like this, there's a movie theater and a diner where everyone hangs out in the evenings. After class, we said goodbye, and we each went to our new homes. I was very happy to meet Fred, but what about my quirk? I don't want to mess this up again, I thought as I wandered through the unfamiliar streets. As agreed, Fred and I went to a cafe that weekend. You were right, I told the boy as we walked around the center. There's only one place in the city. Yeah, apart from that place that only sells croissants and non-fat coffee. We went inside and sat at an empty table. Fred was very handsome. I didn't notice it right away. I was too surprised that there was anyone else in the world with a similar nomadic lifestyle. So, why are you moving from city to city? It's because of my father. He is some kind of expert in the electrical field. If there's a problem somewhere and it needs to be solved, my dad's there. That sounds familiar. Only mine's a journalist. A waitress came over and we ordered coffee. At first, I kept a journal about my and my father's travels. I counted the cities we visited, noted how many residents lived there, how many laundromats and stuff like that. But then I got bored and lost count. It seems like we've been around almost the whole country, except for the big cities. You and I are the real experts when it comes to these little backwoods. End of the world kind of places. They brought us coffee, and we drank it in silence for a few minutes. Have you been to? Fred said the name of a town in the south of the country. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of locusts there in the summer, and they were all over the windows. And when you go out, they would come at you like ravenous wolves. You had to stay home all day, and that was during the summer break. It was quite an entertainment. We spent a long time naming the cities we'd been to and trying to remember all the unusual things. It turns out, Fred said, thinking for a second, we were in the same cities but at different times. And then, years later, we met here. 
Yeah, it's amazing. We would meet in this cafe all the time and talk about our lives for hours. One night, Fred walked me home, and when we were almost there, he leaned over and wanted to hug me. But I pulled away just in time. I didn't want to risk it. Fred was embarrassed. I'm sorry, I just... It's okay. It's not easy for me to be touched. I wanted to tell him about myself, but I didn't think it was time yet. About a week later, Fred asked, Do you have a fear of being touched? Is that why you wear gloves? Not because your hands get cold? We were walking in the park, and I thought maybe this is the moment when I can finally tell someone the truth. No one knew about my condition, except my father. No, that's not it. I don't know how to tell. You'll think I'm crazy. I promise I won't. Well, I tried not to get nervous. I have this thing. I don't know what to call it. But when I touch someone, they start to age so fast that in a few minutes the person is ten years older. Fred was silent. I see that you don't believe me and that you think I'm a fool. No, I do believe you. You do? Yes, it's unusual. But the fact that we met is unusual too. The next day, Fred ran up to me at recess and he was obviously up to something. Listen, I've got a stupid idea. And hello to you too. In one of the towns we lived in, I happened to wander into a house. There was an old woman living there. Alone? Yeah. She said she could tell the future and cure diseases. I thought maybe. Do you think she's a real witch? Not lying? Who knows? If a power like yours exists, what's so surprising about a witchy? I don't even know. I hesitated. It's not far away, and you have nothing to lose. If it doesn't work out, it was just a ride. I agreed, and the next day we went on a little trip. I was nervous. It had been a dream of mine since I was a little girl to get rid of this curse. Really, I had little faith that it would work. Fred took his father's car, and three hours later we were there. The house was old and looked creepy. I don't feel like going in there. I chickened out a little. Don't worry, I'm right here. We knocked. An old woman, who looked just as creepy, opened the door. Ah, I've been waiting for you, she said, and motioned for us to come in. Waiting for us? I asked in surprise. Well, you can't hide anything from me. I know why you're here. My heart began to race. And will you help me? Instead of an answer, the old woman said, Come closer. I went over and sat down on a chair. I was scared. Don't be afraid. Everything will be all right. Take my hands. I was shocked. Your hands? But nothing will happen. You'll see. I took off my gloves and took her hands. We sat like that for about five minutes while the witch whispered softly. I kept thinking about what would happen to her, but my power didn't seem to work on her. Suddenly, the old woman let go of my hands and said, That's it. I've taken away your power. I looked at her in silence and couldn't believe that I was just like everyone else. Tears welled up in my eyes. I ran to the old woman and hugged her. Thank you. I don't even know how I could ever repay you. We drove back in silence. Fred held the steering wheel with one hand and squeezed my hand tightly with the other. And he was still young and very handsome. As time passed, 
I began to catch myself wondering, what if there was no curse? What if I believed in my own abilities so much that I could easily convince others to believe in them too? Did Dad really see that I was different? Or was he just playing along with my fantasies? Either way, Fred had found a way to rid me of my curse. It didn't matter if it really existed or not. All that matters is that we're together now, and we're very happy. What would you do if every time you touched a person, he or she began to age before your eyes?